All right. So without, is that it? Yes. I have the privilege, you guys, I have the privilege of um, introducing the pastor for tonight um, who will bring the message. And he is totally a man who exhibits God's, or not exhibits, he exudes God's tenderness and his compassion. Pastor Russ Folkler. It's such a, uh, such a privilege to have a chance to share with you tonight. As an elder team, we often pray before service, Holy Spirit, do whatever you want. We don't mind if you completely change what our plans are. And we felt that way tonight, too. And he did take us, didn't he? Yeah. And you are also willing to go. I want to th- thank you for that. Um, it's such a joy to be with a group of people that are, are just want to go deeper with God and who who uh, love each other, who aren't um, who aren't trying to look good on the outside. <laughs> we we like we let Jesus take care of that instead, don't we? Thank you, Sarah, for sharing that. And we get new... By the way, besides the robes, you get new turbans. (laughs) So anytime you're ready, you can put your your clean new turban on. I think it has to do with having the mind of the Messiah. Yeah. So, let's see. Coming. There we go. So, what I, was on my heart to, to talk about tonight and share, and actually what I want you to experience. So, yeah, we, we already have been and we will experience more of life in the Spirit. By the way, that picture was one I took up in uh, the Sierras this week. Uh, I, I add a little more blue to it, but um, it was just the sky. It was amazing. And there was actually a little bit of a, a sunbow instead of a rainbow. You could kind of see colors around the sun because of in different places because of, the, uh, because of the clouds, the way the clouds worked. But it made me think of, of the spirit realm and the Holy Spirit and our spirit. So, so Holy Spirit, Jesus, Father God, Thank you for all that you are already doing in our hearts tonight. And I ask for your anointing upon uh, what we're going to do now. That you uh, use all things for your good purposes. More than information, we are all yearning for going further, deeper, and higher with you. For transformation. So, Teach us like Jesus taught. (laughs) 
which was experiential and with understanding. Amen. May we all be captivated by the magnificent, weighty, joy-filled opportunity we have to live life in the Spirit. For years of my Christian walk, I was in an evangelical church and, uh, and we heard about the Holy Spirit and, and we were kind of by, by faith. <laughs> the Holy Spirit was leading us by faith, but we never really knew when or where that was. Was did anyone have an experience like that in the past? Yeah. And it was really shocking when we found out the Holy Spirit could be felt, could be heard, could be experienced. So, the Lord was so kind, he took Susan all the way across the country to a church in North Carolina where they actually worshipped like the Holy Spirit, like Jesus was there, and they actually prophesied like the Holy Spirit was inspiring them. And Susan was kind of ticked off at God for a while, like, where have you been? <laughs> You've been holding out on me. <laughs> Susan's laughing and shaking her head. So we really, we really treasured when we started to experience life in the Spirit. And uh, you may have noticed that there's been kind of um, kind of a theme the last few weeks of of kind of reminding ourselves about some of the basics, but but savoring them and re- going deeper with them. So Susan was about going in the Word, and Todd was about repentance, and this is a bit about life in the Spirit. Obviously, this kind of topic is way bigger than one evening would would do justice to. Last week, Val Taichan, who's here today, shared about how meaningful Psalm 3, 5, and 6 have been for her. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Some of us learned that as a song. Do you, do you, how, many rank, how many remember that from a song? Yes. Songs help us remember things. Experiencing this is very powerful. And uh, so it was, it was very touching for me that you shared this last week, Val, and, and how, it, how alive it has been for you. And it's, it tickles me that you're here today. I have, a, I have a friend named Tanya who lives in Illinois, and, and she's, been, um, she's been helping me. She's been ministering to me, blessing my, my human spirit. And she shared that Recently, she's been uh, she's been singing the song to herself. Um, it's it's a United Pursuit song. Uh, it's called "Nothing I Hold On To," and one of the lines is, "I lean not on my own understanding. My life is in the hands of the Maker of Heaven." Anyone? I have not heard that song before. Anyone heard that one before? You've heard that one. All right, Do- yay, Domily. <laughs> yay. And, and she said that the funniest thing started to happen. She was aware of angels laughing whenever she said, whenever she sang, I lean not on my own understanding. <laughs> they were rejoicing. They were so excited that that, that was what she was pursuing. <laughs> I think Val, Val's like that too, yeah. Yeah. And um, it's, it's interesting, that word, some some of our translations say, and he will uh, make your path straight. So that word direct is the Hebrew word 
Yashar. Has, it's a primitive root, a Hebrew root. It means to be straight or even. Figuratively, it means to be or make right, to be pleasant, to be prosperous, to direct, fit, to seem good, to please, to be right, to make or take the way straight, to be upright or uprightly. It's a pretty all-encompassing word, isn't it? So so when it, when it says, and he will direct your path, he's actually doing all those other things <laughs> as well, making your path straight, making it even, being pleasant, prosperous, being right, doing right, being rightly, uprightly. Isn't that cool? That's why some people like my wife have the Amplified Bible so that she can hear the, the whole, the more, ex, more width and depth and height of what the word means. So not leaning on our own understanding. Our understanding is often flawed and incomplete. That's one good reason for not just leaning on our understanding. Now, we're, God gave us a brain, and we're, we're lifelong learners, so it's not that we shouldn't grow in understanding. In fact, one of the descriptions of the Spirit of God is, is the spirit of understanding huh? and wisdom. So it's important, but when we realize that, oh, I might not have the whole picture there might be still some things that are, are, are a little bit off about my understanding, or I might not just be seeing the bigger picture that God's seeing in here. I may just have my own grid, and it's not as big as God's grid. Who, By the way, he doesn't really have one. <laughs> he sees everything. We all build mental models of the world. In fact, we build mental models of the important people in our life, and we try and, we try and keep on updating that because we're trying to figure out what they might do next. <laughs> Isn't that And so, in fact, they believe that sometimes autism is about uh, kids that don't really have good mental models, so the whole world uh, is so random what happens next and what, how people act is so random that they just want to focus on a few things they can control. But we all have mental models, but relying on those alone will limit us from seeing, valuing, and responding to what our Father's doing. And life flows when the spirit of life is our companion and counselor. So those are really good reasons for just not, not just solely leaning on our own understanding. And, it's all, and so the spirit of life, the spirit of truth, who is that? The Holy Spirit. <clears throat> I wanted to read this uh, verse, this, this paragraph from C. Baxter Kruger. He wrote, among other things, The Shack Revisited, which is really a theological exploration and more about the shack and beyond that. Highly recommend it. And here I'll give you a taste of it. The Holy Spirit walks with us as we are. Isn't that good? He's not waiting. Not as we are supposed to be or as we pretend to be on Sunday or Saturday night, but as we are in our strong-willed blindness, independence, and judgment. And as you know in the shack, 
uh, Paul, Paul Young calls Saryu, Holy Spirit, she, which is quite actually quite biblical if you look at the Hebrew. She works in the invisible world of the heart. Whose heart? Our heart. In order that we may encounter Jesus and experience against our own prejudices the life he shares with us in his relationship with the Father. I'm going to do a Bill Johnson pause here. (laughs) That's a lot to digest. The truth about the Holy Spirit is very important. The highest and ultimate purpose of life in the Spirit, even more than doing supernatural stuff with God, as cool as that is, is that uh, we may encounter Jesus and experience against our own prejudices the life he shares with us in his relationship with his Father. That's that's more important. That's higher than all. Although we do get to do the cool things too, right? We are created in Christ Jesus for good works. So there's that too doesn't take away from that, but even higher is we are invited into this fiery, passionate, joyful, alive relationship in the heart of the Trinity. And the Holy Spirit's working in our heart to encounter Jesus and and be pulled into his relationship with his dad. Let me see if I can get my throat clear. So now we're going to talk about Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Again, this is C. Baxter Kruger. According to the scriptures, Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And you're going, yeah. All the things I'm about to tell you about Jesus and the Holy Spirit are have been you've already experienced or are, are available to you. Is that, is that amazing? So you said, wait, conceived by the Holy Spirit? Wait, I, I've had natural, I had a natural conception. Ah, but what did Jesus say to Nicodemus? What did he say? He said, uh, you must be born again. And uh, the Greek, actually, uh, word he used there for born, ganeo, actually means procreated and of the father, procreated of the father. And then it's also used for birth, for for uh, being conceived by the mother, all these things, ganao. And then uh, born again, the word again, it's also could mean from above. So unless you, which we, most of us have experienced that, unless I have been procreated from the father, by the father, through the spirit, Right? So Jesus showed us the way. He experienced it the most full, fully. But all these things are, that he experienced are for you too. Are you ready for the next one? Baptized in the Spirit. <clears throat> Baptized in the Spirit. 
Yeah. That's, that's something that Jesus had his disciples wait for after he was resurrected. Led and empowered by the Spirit. Yay! Given great joy by the Spirit. So all these things Jesus experienced, and we can have it too. Cast out demons by the Spirit. Heard his Father in the Spirit. My beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And many more things. He was always in communion, always doing what he saw his dad doing. And offered himself to his Father by the power of the Spirit. I believe that talks about the, the crucifixion in the Garden of Gethsemane before. And you go, but wait, what about me? Romans 12, present your body as living sacrifices. Holy, acceptable. You choose your acceptable uh, service, your acceptable ministry. So if you ever wonder, well, how am I going to be that brave, that courageous to actually go through with what seems so scary and life-threatening? You can ask the Holy Spirit, and you can do it by the Holy Spirit, by the power of the Spirit. Yeah. I thought these two, these two um, passages were well worth just sharing by themselves. Aren't they powerful? Again, that was by the sh- in the shack revisited. Let's talk about our human spirit. This is uh, from the Message Bible, <clears throat> and it's really cool. The unspiritual self, this is 1 Corinthians 2, verses 14 and 15. The unspiritual self, just as it is by nature, can't receive the gifts of God's spirit. There's no capacity for them. They seem like so much silliness. Spirit can be, spirit capital S, can only be known by spirit. Human spirit, our spirit. God's spirit and our spirits in open communion. Spiritually alive, we have access. Say that, I have access to everything God's spirit is doing. Everything God's spirit is doing. And I can't be judged by unspiritual critics. Because I'm, we're, we're operating in a realm they have no connection with. Yeah. So that's what happens. That's what happened when we were uh, Ganeo again, or born again, born from above is our spirit is quickened, our human spirit is quickened, and now we have this capacity because we now have our Heavenly Father's spiritual DNA in us to commune with the Spirit of God.
Life in the Spirit is relational. Our human spirit with God's spirit. That's the first thing, isn't it? It's all about relationship. Sometimes we try and put something else first, and it never works out very well if we don't put relationship first, does it? It's rooted and grounded in God's love and word. It's experiential. Yay! It's not just something in theory. (laughs) Our senses, our thoughts, our imagination are all involved. It's experimental. Like children, we get to try things out. I think that's part of why we must become as little children to enter the kingdom of heaven, is children try things out, right? You give them a toy, they're not just going to analyze it and read the, uh, the, the instructions, are they? <laughs> they're going to try it out. They're going to see what this puppy can do. If it's, uh, if it's a dump truck, they're going to take it outside and put some, put some dirt in it, right? <laughs> and uh, we get to do that in, uh, in uh, the life and the spirit that we have. We get to try things out. We get to experiment. Within, you know, some safety realms, of course. That voice that tells you to jump off the Empire State Building, probably not probably not Holy Spirit, right? So don't, don't, don't do that as one of your first experiments on flying, okay? <laughs> and it's developing. Life in the Spirit is developing. We grow in trust and capacity as we give room for the Holy Spirit and our spirit in our daily lives. So as as we give attention, as we make room for, as we focus on what the Holy Spirit is giving us impressions about, what our spirit is responding to, we're going we're gonna to develop. It's just going to happen. And it sounds like some of, them, some of you folks are experiencing joy. The kingdom is not a matter of eating and drinking, but... Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. <laughs> so um, this is about life in the Spirit. You're, it's totally cool if you want to just be joyful right now. <laughs> totally cool. Totally on topic. <laughs> I'm tempted to interview Susan, but she'd kill me later. Kill, kill me with kindness, of course. <laughs> so how do we, how do we uh, know when the Holy Spirit is, is touching us, is moving, is giving us impressions? How, would, how do we know it's, it's Holy Spirit? Well, that's something we could call discernment, which is the ability to judge well. So that involves, do you like that graphic? Susan loved that graphic. It's a guy, he's kind of lifting up, you know, what looks like the sky, and actually there's something else behind it. 
Isn't that cool? <laughs> Not sure all, all of you can see it from so far away, but so one of the things it involves is paying attention to what is happening spiritually. So are we tuning in to what's happening spiritually? Are we, are we saying, okay, what is going on, God? And when I walk in this room, when I walk into the office, when I drive through the city, what's going on? What is my spirit picking up on with your spirit? It's also noticing how the Holy Spirit and your spirit interact with the rest of you through, the, through your senses, for example. How many of you folks have felt a touch from God, literally. Yeah, a lot of us have. It's okay if you haven't. I was once driving through uh, Oakland, and I felt something just kind of brush brush the, my forehead. And I went, okay, I don't, I don't have a good reason for that happening in the natural. It's kind of like the burning bush, and it didn't get consumed. Well, this is not natural. What's going on? Okay, Holy Spirit, what's going on? And immediately, a family that I had lived with for a while came to my mind. They were right in that neighborhood. So I stopped by, and there was a moving van in the driveway. They were moving to Las Vegas. And I didn't know. I'd been, I'd been out of touch with them for a few years. But the Holy Spirit knew, right? And that was through my sense of touch. The other senses too, right? There, um, smell. Some people smell fragrances. Some people... How many of you smell fragrances? Yeah. Good number of you. Uh, also, uh, some of us, our bodies move, right? You watch Susan sometimes. <laughs> when she's preaching. It's, but it, it, you can feel it's the Holy Spirit just saying, yes, this is, this is truth. I'm excited about this. Right? Yeah. Now, you can't get distracted by it, but once you know Susan, you go... Holy Spirit is, is doing this, and this is exciting because he's saying, pay attention to what, what I'm saying through Susan. <clears throat> also, our thoughts and our imagination. There's more joy coming. <laughs> so some people might have an issue when I say imagination. Uh, 2 Corinthians, was it 10? Warns about vain imaginations. But notice it was the word vain imaginations. Your imagination, my imagination, was given to us as a, as a, a whiteboard for things to be displayed, some things including to display revelation. You really can't do that without an imagination. And sometimes it's really good to, for God to clear off the whiteboard and cleanse our imagination so, so, we, can get, so we can get a good a visual of what he wants to show us. Of course, thoughts. Thoughts can be from ourselves. They can be from Holy Spirit. They can be from our spirit. They can be from the enemy, our soul. There's lots of different sources. So we're part of it is learning what the what the input is and discerning. Okay, what is the source of that input? So what do you look for? What do you look to to affirm or confirm whether the impression you're getting is is from the Holy Spirit? or the impressions you're getting. Do you ever think about that? It's a good thing to think about. And it's always good to practice. Those are two young men practicing dribbling. 
This is a verse from Hebrews 5:14. But solid food is for the mature because of pra- who because of practice have their senses trained to discern good and evil. So, how do we get better at this? Practice. How do you get to Carnegie Hall? Practice. <laughs> That's an old joke. If, if you're probably 45 and under, you might not have known about that one. That's okay. That's okay. So often when we look at these verses and we talk about discernment, it's all about, oh, discerning the evil, discerning the, the, the you know, the ooky the stuff. Well, it's actually a lot easier to sometimes to discern the ooky stuff than it is to, to, to notice what God's doing. And that's what we really want to focus, don't we? We do want discernment to know uh, what... How many of you folks saw The Lord of the Rings? There we go. One of my favorite books and movies. And um, when they first meet Strider, Aragorn, the hobbits do, they say, well, you look, you look foul, but feel fair. So they were discerning. Even though his, he was a weather-stained, weather um, kind, of, kind of scary-looking guy, he felt fair to them because they were discerning what, was really, what his heart was. So that's the kind of discernment we want to grow in, don't we? Not just the outside, but what, 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 the, what you're, you're picking up in your spirit. I appreciate that you, that you like the Lord of the Rings, too. It warms my heart. If you, ha- if you don't like it yet, you, have, you still have a chance. <laughs> and I wanted to have a couple of stories. I think we'll still have time for at least one. I just wanted to have you hear from some other folks about how they experience and discern their spirit and the Holy Spirit. And uh, Bob Stewart, would you come up and share? <laughs> Come on up. Well, I can tell you it hasn't always been this easy. It's been actually been a struggle for many, many years. But when I came to the point of saying to myself and God, I say, I choose to trust you. I, and you say I can hear you. So, with that understanding, I chose to just rest in it. <clears throat> and I experienced a lot of it during our ministry with So to Heart Sync, where I'm in a place where I want to hear from God and I want to be able to minister to the person in front of me. So, I. I deliberately just quiet down and say and, and ask God, okay, where are you? What is happening here? And what do you want me to say or do? Or pray, whatever. And <clears throat> as I dial down and just say, and I tune in, whatever that, however that works out, I tune in. And I find myself looking around and I start seeing things. And I said, whoa, <laughs> okay, there's a horse there. 
And so I asked God, what's that about? And he sees, or is there more? Is there, or is there more? And I continue look, keep on looking. And it's like Russ is primarily looking at me. I'm looking around. He's looking at me. And then I look up, and then I see somebody on the horse. And I say, okay, who's on the horse? And, I say, and then Jesus says, Jesus, it's, it's me. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> see, I, this is part of how I discern is how I interact with the Holy Spirit is that he helps me to discern what's happening around us. And I said, why am I seeing this? How does this apply to this situation? I mean, so, okay, I see the horse and you sitting on it, but why? How is it going to help this person in front of us? And so he delivered. He, and, and, and a lot of times when he tells me to see something, what is, this is my imagination. I say, okay, I'm going to let my imagination flow with this. I'm not, it's not gonna, I'm not going to say, oh, this is, I'm just making this up. I refuse to even go there. It's like, you gave me this imagination, I'm going to go with it. If this is how you want to communicate with me, then I'm going to do it. And, and a lot of times when I see something, he's, he's downloading information at the same time. He's telling me things, not just that it's a horse and he's sitting on it, but he's, how, how it applies to the situation. But it wasn't easy. I've been asking and asking and asking over and over again, please help me to see, because I want to see, and I want to hear your voice. I want to feel your presence. I want to, and now I'm asking, I want to taste and I want to smell. I mean, I, said, I want all my senses to be in tune to what's going on so that I can completely be in tune with what he's saying, what he's doing, and I can minister if he chooses to have me minister to this person. Sometimes it's just for me. And I said, oh, cool, thank you. <laughs> but then, and then, I, then my, my lovely friend here, he would then ask me, what are you seeing? <laughs> and, I, and it just puts me on the spot. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> most of the time I tell him, sometimes I say, well, it's not really, not right now. <laughs> Maybe later. <laughs> if it even applies to the situation we're in. But that's how it happens with me. And it's been, it's been a lovely ride. I mean, it's, he's been so kind, so loving to include me in, to allow me to see his spirit, allow me to hear his voice, allow me to feel his presence. And I really am, I know he's, the intimacy is so wonderful when it happens. And, and it's just a matter of choosing to believe, choosing to have faith, choosing to trust him that he wants that for me and he wants that for the, the person who's in front of me. And I minister to my dear friend time and time again. And he ministers to me as he says, I feel this and I feel this. And now we're both learning how to see and to sense God's spirit more and more. Was that a treat? That was a treat. Thank you. Wow. So, what I'm going to have you do now, I'm inviting you to do, 
is to pair off, and I'm going to have you share with another person. I encourage you to find someone you don't know well, okay? And I'm going to ask you to share some of the ways you've noticed Holy Spirit and your spirit interacting with the rest of you, with your senses, through your thoughts, through your imagination. And um, so I'd like you to do that. And if there's time also, I would like you to share a story of when you followed the impressions you thought were from the Holy Spirit, and it turned out well. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have one person have five minutes. I'm going to give you you a little bit of time to find each other, and then another person have five minutes, then we're going to come back together again, okay? So it's not going to be a lot of time, so so share what you can and, and pair up, and if you... If you need someone, raise your hand and look for someone else who's raising their hand. Okay? But we're talking only to, only two. Remember Noah and the ark? Only two. Only two. Because I want everybody to play. I hear laughter. I heard a lot of, a lot of engaging. Wow. I have to say, it made me really, real. I'm really, really happy just to hear all the energy and, and the and the the laughter and the talking and the sharing. Thank you so, thank you so much. And also, the folks that actually met met people they didn't know. A few of you cheated. I saw that. Some of you cheated, but there's, but there's forgiveness. God's not going to remember that. We already heard about that earlier. I just, just, I'm just joshing. Okay, so as you probably noticed, there's one thing to discern whether the Holy Spirit is giving you an impression, whether it's in your senses or your thoughts or your imaginations. One thing with, to notice that your, your spirit and the Holy Spirit are are, are, are vibrating to something together. But then there's the question of follow-through, which is the second part of what you guys were sharing when you actually followed through. Once we recognize the Holy Spirit is leading us in some direction, then it becomes a question. Is our love and trust enough for us to follow through in the face of inconvenience and risk? Because it's almost always going to be out of your plans, isn't it? Yeah. So, as we as we grow in this love relationship with Jesus and Father and Holy Spirit, it's it's going to become we're going to feel that draw of love drawing us and saying, "Okay, I'm going to take this risk. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to deal with the fallout from this inconvenience because I know this is what." the Trinity is inviting me into. And I wouldn't want, by the way, I wouldn't want to miss it either. That's the other part. Wouldn't want to miss it. <laughs> this might be one of these things that I was created to walk in. Who knows what might happen? When you step outside that door, who knows where the road's going to sweep you off to. And the smaller, more private experiences of following the Holy Spirit's leading will build relational trust, and joy. And when we see 
lives change, when we see things, surprising things happen from little, little acts of obedience, that's joyful, isn't it? <clears throat> so when we, when, we, when we do this, just no one else knows but the Holy Spirit, um, that builds uh, trust and joy for, for greater things. Like David, he, he experienced a lot of things just on his own with the Lord out in the pasture with the sheep. No one else was there when he faced the lions and the bears and faced the other things. But he saw the Lord come through as he took those risks and that built his confidence when he was facing who? Goliath. Yeah, that was a public victory. Big public victory. And the public victories, the private victories, even more than fame or glory, it's, it's building this relationship of trust and of, of deeper and deeper confidence in God's love and goodness for us. Yeah. It's another, another picture from where we were uh, earlier this week. And that's that's probably a really um, pale version of heaven, but it sure it sure felt like God's presence was there. So that's where we're headed. This life in the Spirit is is uh, enough in itself, and it's also taking us somewhere. It's preparing us for heaven. It's preparing us for 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 our. Um, the fullness of life that we're, we'll, we'll have even closer face-to-face with Jesus and with Father God and with Holy Spirit. Yeah. So, Father, we embrace this opportunity for life in the Spirit here and now in the adventures, and also the people you want to touch, the nations you want to touch through us. And we know there's times when we're going to be perplexed, there'll be times when it's going to hurt. It happened to you, it happened to Apostle Paul, and uh, we ask that the strong band, strong bands of love with you will bring us through all things and fully in to experience your presence forevermore. We ask, I ask for courage to trust you and to not, not miss out on anything you have planned for us here. Thank you that we get to feel you and taste you and see what see what you're doing. Thank you for that great privilege that this is not just a mental exercise. Thanks you for all that you did tonight in each of our hearts. The worship and the 
the transition time, every t- every part. I'd like to invite uh, the the ministry team that's serving tonight to come forward. And it's nine o'clock, so parents, please get your children. And um, if there's anyone here who has not received Jesus and became experienced being born again or procreated from above, you can come up and ask one of the prayer, the prayer ministry team to, to pray with you for that. Also, if you're hungry for a baptism of the Holy Spirit, you can, you can ask for that also. Or you can just come up and stand in God's presence and say, I want it. Thank you, ministry team. I'm so grateful for you. Bless you. Holy Spirit, come. Amen.